The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to Attribution Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we're going to get granular to help you understand some of the best practices and pitfalls in attributing credit to your marketing efforts. Each day this week, we're going to publish an episode that discusses a survey of 300 of your peers that highlights how marketers think about solving their channel attribution problems. With us today is Jules Tompkins, who is the Content and Communications Manager at CallRail, a sponsor of the MarTech Podcast. CallRail is the leading provider of marketing software to businesses who want a single attribution platform to capture the journey from visitors to leads to customers. Trusted by over 100,000 companies, CallRail's marketing attribution software tracks inbound calls and website form submissions in its all-in-one platform to provide a single source of truth for marketing ROI. And for the first installment of Attribution Week, Jules and I are going to discuss how marketers think about solving their attribution problems. Okay, on with the show. Here's my conversation with Jules Tompkins from CallRail. Jules, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Ben, thanks so much for having me. Very excited to have you as our guest for Attribution Week. Always wonderful to reconnect with our sponsors at CallRail. Thanks for being on the show. Our pleasure. We're really excited to be doing this again with you guys. This is our third time having a guest from CallRail on the show. Each time we've talked to somebody different, tell us a little bit about your responsibility at the company and refresh everybody's memory on what CallRail is. Sure. So I'll start with the company. So CallRail was started in 2011 by our CEO and his partner, co-founder, Andy Powell and Kevin Mann. And Andy in 2011 had actually something that's very central to the conversation we're going to have today. He had an attribution problem. What Andy was running was a website that was directory listings of European auto repair shops in the Atlanta metro area. Very niche there, obviously. And he started this website, was driving a ton of traffic, certainly driving a good amount of business for those repair shops listed on his website. And he sought to monetize that at some juncture, say 2010. And what he did was just offered sponsored listings on this site to the repair shops who he had kind of of his own volition listed there and began to sell these things, sponsored listings. And fast forward a few months into this monetization, 
the repair shop owners who were investing their marketing dollars into this program on Andy's website had a question that I think all of us in marketing have faced before. And it was a question around ROI. Is this advertising program on your listing website even generating any sort of return for me? And when Andy sought to solve that, he discovered call tracking. And what he discovered in the call tracking landscape was a whole bevy of solutions that were way up market. They were built for enterprise companies, certainly not small directory listing sites of European auto repair shops in Metro Atlanta. So he contacted his friend Kevin, both are Georgia Tech grads here in Atlanta, and they built their own call tracking platform, which today is CallRail. So it's 2019. As you mentioned in the intro, Ben, we've got over 100,000 companies using us. We actually have over 900 agency partners. We're around 250 employees, last I checked. And I'm one of them. I work in the marketing department here at CallRail and am specifically charged with heading up the content and communications function. I've got a little team and work closely with some of the previous CallRail guests you've had on the show before. So we've had CallRail on the MarTech podcast before and talked a little bit about how the company started with call tracking and has expanded to not just call tracking, but also website form fills and other types of conversion to provide a single source of truth for marketers to understand what's actually putting butts in seats, what's getting people to your front door, and then all the way through your funnel to drive conversions. And it gets us into today's topic, which is attribution. You know, the important thing in marketing is to not just be able to execute media buys, it's to understand how they performed so you can optimize. You've just conducted a study of roughly 300 marketers asking them about how they think about attribution. Is it me and you alone that are thinking that attribution is the fundamental thing that marketers need to think about? Talk to me about the study that you put together and just generally how do marketers think about solving for attribution and how big of a problem is it? I would be glad to. So we're not the only ones that put prominence on attribution. If you talk to digital marketers today, and that's what we did in this study, what you'll find is attribution is something of a holy grail. It's highly sought after and yet highly, highly, highly elusive. In order to get a clear picture of which specific campaigns, keywords, social media messages, influencer programs, right, are driving actual, as you said, butts and seats, actual visits to your storefront, actual purchases online. That is so much easier said than done. And the study that we conducted over the last few months certainly validates this frustration. So I understand that it's a big problem. We struggle with it. I agree that marketing attribution is the holy grail in the sense of something that really needs to exist and marketers need to master, but feels unattainable at times. Just give me some context to the study that you put together. How many people did you talk about? Who'd you interview? Give us the landscape. Sure. So we interviewed two segments. One was digital marketers themselves. And these folks had at least a director level title. We had some CMOs who participated in the study. So 300 digital marketers and then 1,000 consumers. All of these participants were here in the United States. And I should mention too, as a footnote, that 75 of those 300 marketers we interviewed were working full-time at an agency of some kind. 
Okay, so there's a good mix of agency partners, direct-to-consumer brands. You also mentioned you interviewed consumers. What do you mean by consumers? Are they just anybody that uses the internet? That's correct. So we wanted to figure out how the general population preferred to engage with businesses, how they preferred to start conversations with businesses. Was this, we hear a lot about chatbots today, right? We hear a lot about chat tools on websites. Was the consumer preference to stay anonymous, not have to pick up the phone and open their mouths to talk with companies, but was there a preference instead to just get on a business's website? And being in the cyber world we're in, did they want to mash out conversations via a chat platform, text message perhaps, filling out a form submission, waiting for a response? We sought to understand that along with a few other things when we interviewed these consumers. So talk to me about some of the questions that you asked the marketers first. What's the data that you're trying to collect? We asked questions around top priorities for the upcoming year, top frustrations, what were the most difficult things about their jobs. We wanted to understand which channels or conversion points marketers had attribution set up for. So did they have a way to understand which campaign channel or keyword drove, say, a particular form submission? Did they have attribution set up for calls? So understanding was a call attributed to this campaign, this channel, this keyword. Okay, so you're generally trying to understand not only how marketers think about marketing attribution, but where the pain points are and then what infrastructure they've implemented to be able to assign some value to a given marketing channel. When you're interviewing your second segment, what's the data that you're trying to get out of talking to consumers? So all of these questions were, again, around consumer preference. So understanding how a consumer liked to engage with the business as well as lead time there. How long are they willing to wait after they say call a business and leave a voicemail or fill out a form submission and await a response? And we also looked at these questions by trying to understand their preference based on the type of transaction they were getting ready to conduct. Was this a high value transaction or a low value transaction? The line we drew in the sand there to understand that was $300. So low value transaction is any transaction under $300, high value above $300. And how does consumer preference vary based on the type of transaction or the value of the transaction? So give me the headline after conducting the study, what are the biggest takeaway you got from marketers in terms of how they evaluate marketing attribution? Biggest takeaway for me, and we of course have the full report online, so you can certainly make your own judgment call there. Biggest takeaway for me was just how important and how much of a pain attribution was to the marketers we surveyed. So we asked them, hey, what's your greatest challenge going into 2020? Is it a lack of insight into which marketing campaigns are performing? So that's the attribution question, right? Is it a lack of budget? Is it a lack of buy-in from those in your company? Along with a couple of other options that we gave them. And far and away, what we found was the biggest frustration for these marketers that we surveyed was this inability to get insight into what's working and what's not. That's the biggest takeaway for me. In the midst of the study, we also found some kind of eye-popping statistics. So we hear a lot about phone calls going away. And, you know, it's easy for me to say being at a company that has a call tracking product, but that conversation really needs to be nuanced. 
well our personal communication. So my communication with my friends and family, my parents has largely moved to SMS or text. My communication with businesses still today, and our data backs us up, if I'm the one initiating the contact, I still prefer to pick up the phone and hear a real human voice on the other line. And while consumers maybe aren't apt to pick up the phone, we've got this great epidemic of robocalls, as we all know. Well, I might not pick up the phone from an unrecognizable number coming through. I actually prefer, and so do most of the consumers we surveyed, to dial the businesses directly. So if I'm the one initiating the conversation, that's my preference is to have that conversation over the phone. So consumers prefer inbound conversation, meaning that they are picking up the phone and dialing the business. They want to talk to a real human. How does that change with a low ticket item and a high ticket item? Sure. So again, our line in the sand being $300 to delineate between a high value and a low value transaction. What we found was 72% of the 1,000 consumers in the US that we surveyed said that the phone was their primary choice for initiating contact with the business who they were looking to perform a high value transaction with. So over $300, 72% was the number that came in. If I'm actually pulling my credit card out and I'm spending $300, I want to talk to a real person and make sure that I'm getting value out of the transaction. That's right. And this trend isn't shocking. It shouldn't be jarring to any of us. I do think that the 72% number caught me a little bit off guard. I was surprised to see it that high. This is in comparison to 8% via online chat, 8% via form submission, 8% via email. So all of those channels being equal and in the single digits, certainly eclipsed by that big 72% number on the phone call. And just 1% for social media and 3% for sending a text message to, again, initiate a conversation with that business. And my guess for the lower value items is that it's less people are wanting to pick up the phone and talk. If it's a low value item, they're more willing to just send a text or fill out a form, get an email, go to the chat bot, but it's still probably leading with the phone calls. Am I right? Your hunch is spot on, but really not too much of a departure. And that could be due to the fact that for some people, $200 transaction is a quote unquote high value transaction. But what we found was still the phone call was preferred by 61% of those consumers we surveyed who were looking to initiate contact with the business with whom they were looking to perform a low value transaction under $300, 13% online chat, 9% form submission, 11% for email, 3% for social media and 4% for text. So still, the phone is far and away the leading preference for consumers looking to begin a transaction with a business. I want to refocus on the attribution problem that marketers are facing, knowing that consumers want to call, right? They want to pick up the phone and actually get a hold of someone. That means that the phone call is your bottom of funnel channel, as opposed to your website for most businesses for higher ticket products, right? The consumers want to engage with the brand over the phone. Obviously, when they're actually conducting a conversion, they're probably going to go to the website to place that conversion. They're not going to order things on the phone as much. How are you thinking about attribution in terms of where should you assign value to the various channels? Top of funnel, doing lead engagement, middle of the funnel, probably your phone call, bottom of the funnel, your website where the transaction is happening. 
Talk to me about the general attribution problem. What is it about attribution that's driving marketers nuts and makes it their biggest problem? Well, for starters, and this isn't reflected so clearly in the report that we do have some evidence that supports this, but for starters, I would say if you're attempting to do attribution as a digital marketer and not looking at phone calls, so not looking for this very obvious consumer preference as far as communication with a business goes, that's a non-starter. Are you going to be able to get a full picture of how your marketing's performing? Are you going to attain that holy grail of attribution without having call attribution set up? The answer is very flatly no. There's simply no way to do it. And what we found is we asked marketers, hey, which of these conversion points do you have attribution set up for? Online form submissions, email, social media, calls, online chat, and text messages. So again, these mirror the various channels that we polled consumers on. And what we found is 76% of marketers have attribution set up for their form submissions. 71% have attribution set up for email. 64% for social media. Coming in fourth was, again, that call attribution at 57%. So more than half of marketers are measuring this channel, but they've perhaps prioritized it wrongly just in looking at the percentages of who's got attribution set up for what, followed by chat at 56% and inbound text messages at 44%. So I think that's a very good place to start, not to get too call heavy here, but attribution without that little piece of the puzzle, which we might say is a cornerstone piece of the puzzle, there's a very obvious gap there. Okay. Uh, Really interesting data. Jules, I'm excited to continue the conversation with you and talk more about attribution over the rest of this week. So that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Jules Tompkins from CallRail for joining us. If you'd like to hear more of Jules's marketing attribution insights, we're going to publish an episode every day this week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us tomorrow morning when we discuss why web conversions only tell half of the attribution story. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to get in touch with Jules, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can also write his company Twitter handle, which is CallRail, C-A-L-L-R-A-I-L. Or you could visit his company's website, which is callrail.com. If you're interested in reading the report Jules created for CallRail about marketing attribution, you can go to callrail.com slash attribution report, or just click on the link in our show notes. One other link that I want to tell you about in our show notes, if you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com. We have summaries of all of our episodes. We have the contact information for our guests. You can sign up for our weekly newsletter, and you can also send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you could always reach out on social media. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P on LinkedIn and on Twitter. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, in addition to the rest of our conversation with Jules Tompkins from CallRail, we publish episodes every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy.
Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.